What's up, everyone? Welcome to this week's episode of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, joined by my co-host, Micah. Hey. And Terrence. Uh, I'm curious, Terrence, to hear about your experiences uh, with the game you've been playing this week, uh, Pyre, which you frantically told me that I needed to download while it was on sale for $8.99, and I informed you that I've had it owned for about a year, and I just haven't played it yet, unfortunately. Yeah, you should play it. It's, um... Well, the first thing I noticed is very, very um, text heavy, which I'm not a huge fan of because you're doing a lot of reading. Um, and I don't remember doing that much reading in the other, what's the name of the company? Giant, super, giant, super giant. Super giant games. Um, <clears throat> it's really text heavy. But once you get into the actual gameplay, which is essentially like the sport thing, it's kind of like... Um, Remember Speedball on Sega Genesis or Super Nintendo? Ever play that game? Vaguely. It's kind of like that, but it's it's, it's or like uh, ice hockey. You have three people on each team, um, and as you go through the story mode, you pick up more people for your team. Uh, the story is you're in this place called the Underworld. I don't remember the name, and <clears throat> you play these games called uh, Trials or. Uh, you know what? I'm lying. I forgot the name of the things. But you play this. It's essentially a sport to get your to 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 gain a favor with the people above you, so you can actually leave this under underground world. Um, so far, the story is pretty good. I don't like reading a lot, but I'm doing it. Uh, the actual gameplay itself is really fun uh, because the people you pick up, they all have different attributes, and you can like. <clears throat> You can tell your team that your play style, so you can have like three really fast guys on your team, which is what I do, uh, like like speed over power. Um, or you can have like a, a powerful team, and character has these things called auras. An aura around a, a, a character basically prevents the other team from getting past that. It's it's a lot. I guess I'm not explaining it very well. It's just a very good game. Music's great. You should play it. Yeah, I've watched gameplay of it. It looks, it does look very interesting. Um, mm-hmm. It just, it, it, I bought it because it was on sale. I think I bought it for like ten dollars when it was on sale, and it just yeah. kind of fell off my radar. I'm sure I was probably neck deep into Destiny because it was Destiny, probably around yeah. the time Forsaken came out. And uh, and there's also a there's a there's a multiplayer as well. It's, it's versus it's a versus mode mm-hmm. where you can just couch co-op. I mean, I got couch co-op, but it's a versus couch. I don't know if you can play online. Well, and what's and what's interesting too that I heard about the game is that like advancing in the story is not tied to performance. Like losses don't stop you from advancing in the game; they just change the story in in different ways. And I remember reading articles about people because apparently, like you talk to the team that you're about to face right like before yeah. the match, and so mm-hmm. like people were like. Like I was like almost like contemplating like throwing matches because I felt really bad like the story that they told me before the match started <laughs> that I wanted the other team to win. Yeah, fuck so. them. Um, I want to get out of there. <laughs> you know what I'm like I haven't I haven't lost a match yet, but like you, you can go into practice, kind of like get your strategies together before you actually go into like the real matches. Um, it's fun, man. It's it's beautiful to look at. It's really fun. Uh, I want to play against a, a real person. Because there's a lot of it's like it's super simplistic, but I can tell there's a like a lot of depth because depth to it because you level your characters up and they have again they have different like moves and things that they can use to actually score. Um, but it, it's it's pretty fun. I put I put about five hours into it so far, and I think it's like twenty five thirty hours, which is a lot considering. I mean, I so really much. I really want to play their new game, but uh, 
damn if I'm going to be playing anything on a PC. So what's the uh, Hades? Uh, I, can, Hades. I can wait for we'll Hades. Wait, yeah. What's <laughs> it called? Hades. Hades. It's a it's a oh. roguelike game from them. Um, that they're it's it's kind of released in early access. Um, oh. it's, it's, they're still developing it as it's go as, as it goes along, but uh, it seems pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. like I said, I'm not playing on a computer, so it's gonna it can wait. It can wait till it's done, and then they'll release it on PS4, and I'll play it uh, as intended. Um, <laughs> Tetris 99 had uh, the second uh, event that they've ever done. I completely missed the first one; it flew under the radar. But this one, I really wanted to play because if you got a hundred points during the event, uh, you would get the Game Boy Tetris skin for the game. The first time they've had a skin on offer that I could see. And during the event, you got to play in that style. So, like I was when I was playing in the event, it was literally like the Game Boy graphics. It had the Game Boy music. Um, it had that weird like sheep bah, like whenever, whenever you got a Tetris in the game that the Game Boy version had it was very strange um, but a lot of fun now think of Tetris 99 I've talked on the show before very good at Tetris 99 uh, the, the, the most successful battle royale game that I've ever played by any stretch of the imagination wow uh, uh, and so okay. <laughs> and so um, I was looking to see so to, to earn the skin to unlock the skin you had to get a hundred points um, in order to do that uh, and the way you got points is by finishing in certain places in the matches. So, like, for, if you if you want a match, you get 100 points straight off the bat, and you would unlock the skin right away. But a top 10 finish would get you 20 points. Um, a top 20 finish would get you 10. And then the returns, you know, diminished from there. Now, unfortunately, this weekend for me, very busy weekend. I had I had a, a christening uh, that I, I became a godfather this weekend to my best friend's goddaughter. And I had to work on Saturday, uh, and then Saturday night I went to NXT, uh, which was a lot of fun, by the way. Really good fucking time. Um, and I'll, I guess I could talk about that after this on our video game slash wrestling podcast. But I was like, I'm not gonna have a lot of time to play. But oh, if you if you finish top ten, like you get twenty points. All I have to do is play five matches, and I'll unlock this skin. This is no problem. Um, no, no. No, much like a <laughs> much much like a Marvel villain, Brad's greatest weakness is his hubris. It, it very much so. Uh, what I was not expecting, and what I should have expected, because I'm an idiot, is that the event brought all of the sweaty Tetris players out to congregate uh, together, and man, oh man, I was having a hell of a fucking time uh, trying to trying to do well. In uh, in Tetris ninety nine this week, so I did not get the skin because I just didn't have enough time to play. Um, that was a lot harder than I thought it would be. So if you are playing Tetris ninety nine uh, and you do any of the event weekends, uh, prepare to get your ass kicked. Just an FYI, because <laughs> even for someone who is a very good player, and I and I'm not, I, I know I, I'm not being falsely modest. I'm good. At, I'm good at Tetris ninety nine. I was having fucking trouble playing this week so there's that um before micah talks about guacamole actually th- this will be a good transition into guacamole uh nxt was really fun guys if nxt ever comes to your town i highly highly recommend it um i got to see all my favorites there this weekend uh all the undisputed era was were involved in matches uh shana baszler really impressive in person uh she's gotten a lot better over the past two years uh she was wrestling casey Cottonzaro, local favorite uh, local girl yeah who still has ways to go and was kind of the Rey Mysterio to Shayna Baszler's uh regular sized wrestler 
Oh, uh, I didn't realize how small uh, Casey Catanzaro was, but she's very tiny. She's like five three. Yeah, something like that. And she had to wrestle like it too. Like she she was busting <laughs> out like the Rey Mysterio face, faces the giant move set, basically. <laughs> in this one, but it was really good. Uh, who else did I see? Punishment Martinez, who I had no inclination of, because um, I'm not a Ring of Honor guy. Uh, wrestled Keith Lee. That was an excellent match. Um, a lot of fun there. Keith Lee also very fun in person. He is entered my echelon of top in-ring trash talkers during a match. Uh, and I was close enough to be able to hear all of it. So that was that was a good time. Um, yeah, it was just a really good show. Uh, NXT is awesome. Uh, the main event, uh, you guys, was a triple threat match for the North American Championship between Adam Cole, Matt Riddle, and Velveteen Dream. Uh, how dare they make me pick between arguably my three favorite NXT wrestlers <laughs> in one match? Um, we definitely started in all these guys chant as soon as that, as soon as that match started, because who are you going to pick? Who are you going to pick? Um, I will say though, and this, and this is so, so my problem is, and those of you that uh, don't know me outside of this podcast might not realize that I am very introverted and shy. I don't like to put myself out there, especially among strangers. And uh, I, I won't be the one to like get really involved and excited. And we, me, my wife and I have been cursed every wrestling show that we've ever been to. We always get s- stuck in the no fun section where people really aren't there to cheer and have a good time and chant and do all this other shit. I'll do it if people around me are doing it, but I can't. <laughs> you're not going to coming out there, gonna... on, getting out there on my own. So what, what I'll say is if you ever go to a wrestling event, have fun. Because by you having fun, other people around you will also have fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So just in case there's someone like me who wants to have fun and, and do all that stuff, but just is too too uh, self-conscious to do all that shit. Much, uh, much like an angry mob, it only takes one person to spark it. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I still, I still stood and, uh, and chanted along with Adam Cole when he came out because I wasn't going to be deprived. Did oh, you uh good. did you do the baby? Oh, of course. Oh, all right. Of that's course. all look. That's it. That's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. Of course. Uh, but yeah, so that was my that was my weekend. It was a good time. Sounds awesome. Yeah. Um uh, you know what else is awesome? Guacamelee 2. So believe it or not, Nintendo does have sales for their digital purchases every once in a while. You just gotta get go. it's not on their games. Right, right, right. Right. But I saw Guacamelee, like the Super Duper Deluxe Edition, for like fifteen dollars. That's like it's only like twenty bucks to begin with. But I remember loving Guacamelee one, and um, I said, "Well, Guacamelee two, like it's more Guacamelee. Like it's got to be more fun, right?" And it is. This game is of these Metroid style games. like this this franchise is firing on all cylinders. One, it's hilarious. Like it's so corny and you know, with these cornball jokes, but um it is it is genuinely a a game that I kinda laugh out loud at. Which is very difficult to, you know, get somebody to laugh through text. Um, but all the characters have like personality, you know what I mean? Even the, even the silent protagonist, Juan has personality. The game starts off with the, the end boss battle from the first Guacamelee. It's just that you're like super powered up and, and it literally picks up from there. And 
it turns out and then it jumps seven years later juan is all out of shape he looks like me right now right he's got a couple kids he's got a gut kind of hanging out the bottom of his shirt you know and he um and but the the the, the little goat man comes and's like hey juan you know you're the savior of of mexico i need you I need your help. And then all of a sudden you see these black rifts open and the goat man is like, come with me. And they jump into these rifts and you find out that there's actually a Mexiverse and, and there are different timelines. There are different Mexico's and different timelines. And in the darkest timeline, the villain of the first guacamole actually won. He defeated Juan and a different luchador came in and and um and defeated the the bad guy but it turns out that luchador got a little like he got a big head and shit and now he's the villain so you have to stop salvador from being the from destroying the mexiverse and it's fucking silly it's silly but it's cute um the game itself is just it it is tight platforming. Um, uh, it, it is the Metroid style that you that you have grown accustomed to, uh, even with the the Mexican versions of the Chozo statues and shit. Um, the big thing with this one is that it's four player co op, which I've seen videos of people playing this thing four player co op. I would not recommend you play this four player co op. Yeah, I'm like, how the hell does that work? It, 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 it is because inevitably, like, it requires too much precise timing <laughs> and, and mid air movements. And the camera, the camera looks like it does its best to hold on all four people at the same time. So you kind of pretty much all have to like be on point and just move as a unit. Nah, I would not recommend it. The, the other big thing is the chicken. So in the first game, you, the morph ball of that game was you transforming into a chicken, right? To get into cramped spaces in this game, you can still do that, but the chicken has, powers like you can fight as the chicken whereas you couldn't do that before like the chicken can and and there are certain dungeons that are chicken only dungeons like you can't transform back into juan and there are certain things that the chicken can do that juan can't do and it, look this long story short if you like metroid style games i mean this is this is it this is i i loved guacamole and i love guacamole too uh, it's only $20, uh, get it. And when's the last time you've seen like, you know, a protect, like, a, like a world like this, you know what I mean? Like a, a world that is, we scream about, you know, diversity and shit like that when it comes to video game characters and stuff like that. Like this is very much Mexican, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it is, it feels like it's, I look, I'm not, I'm not Mexican. I don't have that like heritage and stuff like that, but it feels like it appreciates that culture and, um, and has fun with it also. So yeah, buy this game, man. It's, it's really good. Yeah, I, I don't, I do the game. I don't switch. Like it's, it's the perfect switch game. Very cool. And the only thing that sucks though is I'd want to get trophies. That's the only, that's the only downside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on the switch. And you know, with the switch, 
Um, they do have an achievement system, but like, right? It, it, it it's not, it's, right? Like, it it's, it, it's an in-game achievement system. Like, yeah, I know, I I did it. <laughs> I, I want other people to see that I did it. Said Bloodstains coming out like really soon too. By the way, speaking of of this style, is it? I thought they completely like revamped the graphics. Is that the that's the game where they like went back to the drawing board and like revamped the graphics of it and all that good shit? I'm sure that they did. Um, yeah, we missed that story. The actual release date for because remember, like like the fucking like eight bit Bloodstain came out. Yeah, um, already couple couple weeks. Uh, yeah, June eighteenth. Is when that releases, and then, and then quick. June twenty fifth on the Switch. Well, I mean, the game's been fucking. It was been crowdfunding for four years. Well, yeah, not quick. It it it's. I haven't been thinking about it, and mm-hmm. now it's like here it is. It's coming. Yeah, I really hope it's good because, like I said, I I would be totally. Yeah, and yes, Terrence, you are correct. By the way, they did revamp the art style to make it a little bit more detailed with a little bit more contrast and high res. Um. I hope, it's, I hope it's good because I love I love this style of game and especially like I especially love the uh, like the music from the Castlevania game. So if they stay faithful to that, um, then I will dig it quite a bit. Uh, but that's that's a ways away. Uh, there's some stuff that's coming out this week for you guys. New release wise, uh, Sonic Team Racing, uh, the bastard child to Crash Team Racing <laughs> coming out next month. It's coming out on PS4, Xbox One and Switch. Uh, Killing Floor Double Feature, which includes Killing Floor 2, and I think the expansion that came out for that uh, comes to PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, Everybody's Golf VR comes to the PlayStation 4 VR. Uh, we talked last week about Dauntless releasing on console. Uh, again, a free-to-play game. From. That's very I'm, I can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm, PS4 I'm, and Xbox One. I'm looking forward to that. The, the 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 buzz is good. I will again if it's free. I will at least play it because I I enjoyed or I wanted to enjoy Monster Hunter, but I was turned off by its sheer complexity. Yeah, and this game is way streamlined. Yeah, apparently Dauntless does away with a lot of that kind of shit. So, um, Assassin's Creed Three Remastered is coming to Nintendo Switch this week for some reason. It came out on other consoles a couple weeks ago, and then uh, the Resident Evil Origins Collection. Uh, comes to Switch, and then in addition to that, you can also buy Resident Evil, Resident Evil Zero, which com- which comprises the Origins Collection, and Resident Evil 4 individually in the Nintendo eShop. So, if you really want to play classic Resident Evil games on the Nintendo Switch, and you've been just fucking hankering for it, uh, you-, you are being taken care of this week. I've played Resident Evil 4 probably 10 times. Are you gonna are you gonna oh, buy a switch God. and play at eleven, Terrence? No, <laughs> I'm fine. I've I've, I've, I've gotten my RE4 fill for life probably, but who knows if it's like two bucks? <laughs> it's possible I might. I really love that game. It's possible I might play it again. Uh, it is not two bucks. Just so you know. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. It is thirty bucks on the Nintendo Switch. Oh, for this whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm no, 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 for Resident Evil no, 4. For Resident Evil 4. Yeah, all, all of them, if you buy them individually, are 30 each. The Origins Collection, which only has two, or Resident Evil 1 and 0, is 60. Resident Evil 4 is $30 on Switch. It is. You yeah. it by itself. Nigga, shut up. There's still milk in that cow. Terrence, it's, yeah. a con- it's a convenience fee. You can play it anywhere you want. A convenience fee of, what, $25? <laughs> crazy. Nah, nah. No, no thanks. So like, so like I said, you've been playing the recent Resident Evil games, and you're like, man, like, 
they really ruin the controls by getting rid of the really stiff tank controls in this series. Then you can <laughs> you can return to to what brought you. Um, so the news for this week, we we've, we've been touching on this riot game situation uh, where employees have been pushing them to end uh, the forced arbitration policy and move to being able to litigate against the company uh, for wrongdoing. Uh, they walked. Uh, there was a massive walkout last week. Right, uh, right as we were recording the show is basically when it happened. Um, and to to protest this. So despite this, Riot has said that it's not going to be changing its arbitration policy while there's active litigation going on. So they said that there is currently litigation still happening under the system. Uh, they have to keep the policy in place while it's going on. They did say that new employees that come in will be able will not be forced to this uh, for, will not be forced into this forced arbitration. Uh, but for existing employees, they are not changing the policy until current litigation is over. A lot of people say this is bullshit. Um, according to legal experts, once a arbitration case has begun, it is actually very difficult to end it. Uh, it would take like you know moving it to a different state or just, you know, outright canceling and refiling in order to do that, which would lead to uh, the people affected, the employees in this case, having, you know, having to draw this out even longer uh, than it currently does. So I do kind of understand where they're coming from, but it is a really bad look and, and their staff is apparently looking at uh, continued action uh, to protest what's going on uh, at Riot Games right now. I mean, I, I wonder what um, I wonder what happens at the like. Are you just so excited that you are working in the industry that you love and and like? Because you have to, you're you're told about the forced arbitration at the beginning, you know, when you're hired, right? Like, I would I would think so. And when I hear things like that, it doesn't sit well with me. I mean, do you think people fall into this just because it's difficult to get jobs in this industry? Um, I mean, it's, Riot Games is a pretty high-profile job, though. Yeah, I mean, but it, it, at the same time, like, when I, see, when I see something like forced arbitration, like, do you think, my question is, do you think that if on, on the interview, right, hey, we offered you a job here, but just be aware. Do you think they tell you, Hey, you're not allowed to, uh, um, uh, seek legal, you know, ramifications. If, you know, I'm not saying it will, but if something were to happen, you have to go, you have to go through an arbiter, not the legal system. Like, do you think people are told that up front? I don't know how you would do that without it sounding weird. I, uh, as someone who, has been responsible for onboarding employees at my place of employment. Uh, yes, I have basically explained uh, the resolution system to people in the past. There's a way to not make it weird. That being said, um, it is in the, I'm sure it's in whatever employee handbook you're given or whatever, you know, policy thing you're given when you first go to work there. And the problem is, is that it's, that shit is probably written in a very like, boilerplate legal ease yeah and, and by the way i'm not i'm not trying to victim blame uh you know it it sucks and, I, and i'm not trying to victim blame but at the same time like nobody expects to have to take their employer to court so i i figured maybe you don't really you know, right well and and you could you could argue um 
because I, I I've been reading stuff here and there because Kotaku's been doing a lot of good work uh, on this specific story, and some of the dumb shit that's going on, like it, it it's the thing that I've heard it compared to is it's it's got a very like startup culture vibe, and what I mean by that is the a vibe of fucking like you know, white kid 20 somethings that just started their own company because they just made this new product. And it's kind of a very fratish sort of atmosphere. Mm. And so I think what uh, the, the one of the problems that Riot has done, it's kind of led them into this is that they're not doing enough to curb uh, the people at the top that are committing the bad behavior. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's one thing to, you know, it, it, and it sucks because it seems like it's the rank and file people. It's the you know, it's the people that aren't that don't have the power to to do anything about it that are the ones getting uh, caught, kind of caught in the wake here. Yeah, a little bit. Um, shitty situation all around. Yeah, don't be dicks, man. Like, I, I, mean, I mean, it's 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 the easiest it's the easiest rule to live your life by. Just don't be a dick. Is but it people just naturally a dick? Nah, yo. I mean, you need to develop a skill set into not being a dick. Like that should be a part of your training. Like I just, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I mean, personally, I like Jay's uh, philosophy on life is that everybody should be punched in the face at least once. Yeah, man. Because yeah. typically, people that are assholes walk around like they had never been punched in the face. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And usually, if you've been punched in the face. It prevents you from doing behavior that would prevent you, that would potentially cause you to get punched in the face by somebody. Because you're like, oh man, I remember when I got punched in the face. That really sucked. I don't want to get punched in the face again. Right. So, so it takes. Yep. So all it takes. Uh, the the pirate uh, pirate ship simulator uh, coming from Ubisoft called Skull and Bones mm. uh, is being being delayed. Uh, it's going to be launching in spring 2020. At the earliest, it will not be shown off at this year's E3 Expo. Uh, just a reminder that the game was initially shown off at E3 2017. Um, and wow. now it's potentially three years later before that game is going to release. Uh, this is the second year-long delay that the game has uh, suffered under the past year. So, Meanwhile, apparently, um, what's the game by uh, the terrible game that I played? Uh, that's the no man's yeah. Sea of Thieves apparently is way better than it was when it first came out because oh, they see? so much content. My no man's sky joke is apt, then, isn't it? <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> but, but the thing is, I, I, still, I still don't think Terrence is going to be playing, uh, oh, absolutely not. Yeah, Sea of Thieves, no, anytime it's not gonna happen at all, ever again. I don't give a fuck how good it is. <laughs> No. So yeah, next year. That's that's that doesn't make sense. But okay. uh, Micah, you'll appreciate this tweet from the official Skull and Bones account, and I'm quoting here: "Quote: We're going to batten down the hatches and push back the game's arrival. Shut this up, is challenging bro. news for us all, Shut but it's up. what's needed to make Skull and Bones as awesome as it can be." You know, it's it's one thing to deliver bad news. That sucks. But to deliver bad news in a bad pun, I mean, you're you're asking people to not buy your game. So interesting, uh, interesting develop speaking of development uh turmoil, interesting developments in the Call of Duty franchise. So normally everyone I'm sure is aware if you listen to this podcast that Call of Duty is an annual release, but there's actually three to four different studios that work on the game that kind of rotate 
uh, releases so that each game that comes out is on a three-year development cycle. Uh, this past year was Treyarch's Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Uh, this year is going to be uh, the Infinity Ward Call of Duty, the yet unnamed Call of Duty, but it's kind of an open secret that it's Modern Warfare 4 at this point. Uh, but Jason Schreier of Kotaku, man, I, I, let me pause in a second real quick. We give Kotaku a lot of shit on this podcast, rightfully so, uh, and we're still going to. Don't don't get us wrong. Uh, but Jason Schreier is is a mensch and a fantastic fucking journalist, and they should be lucky to have him because he alone elevates the reputation of that website uh, <laughs> yeah, by does. by an exponential value. Yeah, that can't even be quantified, honestly. <laughs> um. So, but apparently, the so the issue here is is that the game that's slated for 2020, which is being co-developed uh, by Sledgehammer Games and Raven Software. Raven Software, for the longest time, has been a support studio for the Call of Duty franchise, but they have been given a leadership role now. Apparently, that's not going very well, though. And what they're doing is Treyarch has now been shifted into position as the lead developer of this game, uh, which is supposed to release in 2020. So now Treyarch has kind of taken the reins. I'm assuming they're going to continue getting support from the other two studios, but they are now charged with uh, finishing this game that is supposed to be next year's Call of Duty release uh, on a much tighter time frame uh, than they're typically accustomed to having to do. Oh, so that means they're going to be doing more crunch. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> well, I, th- I think what's happening is that I, is sort of the what I glean from this report is that Treyarch is basically going to be handling the multiplayer component of the game and the other studios are going to just simply focus on the the single player story uh, campaign that the game is going to have. Also, oh, that whole not having a single player thing didn't work out for them. Uh, well, no, apparently that was not that was not intended to be the way the entire franchise would go. Because apparently this year's Call of Duty game is going to have a single player campaign. So we shall see. Uh, the other interesting part about this is that they have talked about possibly. Uh, testing the waters on some free-to-play aspects of Call of Duty as well. So. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I'm, oh I'm my curious goodness. as to what those free-to-play aspects are. We'll see. Uh, you know. <laughs> is it, is it, I mean, they already make you pay $60, then you got like, those fucking boxes that you collect now, right? What if they go crazy and just have like energy like as a free-to-play model? Like health? <laughs> no, no, like, like th- for most free to play games, like, oh, like on a like a cell phone game, once your energy yeah. runs out, <laughs> nigga, once your energy <laughs> runs out, you gotta wait for it to recharge, or you gotta give them some more money to play your game. That would fucking yeah, they would riot. We'll see. I mean, it's it it is interesting to see uh, Call of Duty of all franchises seem to be in a bit of a rocky state because that for the longest that was you know Mister Dependable for the longest time, right? Yeah, yeah. That's like uh, are people getting tired of it yet? Sales would suggest no. <laughs> to be to be quite oh. frank, I mean, I mean, I, I think the I, I think if you talk to gamers, it, it seems like it. Um, but that game continues to just fucking sell like fucking hotcakes every year. And even, even though EA, or EA Activision did say this, this past iteration did not sell as well as they thought that it was going to. Um, it's still a monster every year. So I, I don't understand. I don't get it. I shouldn't be coming out for 
every year for the last 12 years? Uh, Modern Warfare or the original Modern Warfare came out in 2008. Yeah, so it's been about 11 years. Yeah, god damn. About 12 iterations, so. (laughs) So, uh, Epic Game Store has been all over the news all the time. Uh, Most of it has been kind of a mismatch just because of all these exclusive deals and stuff they're running well. They did something a little surprising this past week. They they decided to run a sale where if you spent if you bought any game over fourteen ninety nine, you would get ten dollars off. Problem is, they didn't tell anybody <laughs> about it as far the as developers. the game publishers go. Yeah, and developers. They were like, "What the fuck are y'all doing?" So what had happened? Uh, a lot of developers were temporarily pulling their games off of the Epic Game Store, including Borderlands Three. Uh, to to come off of the store during the duration of this sale. Now, you may be saying, um, why would they do this? Uh, because apparently, Epic is the one that's eating the eating the 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 loss on here. Like they're not passing that on to the developers. They're just saying, hey, no, we'll we'll eat the loss. It's not a big deal uh, to try to get more sales. Uh, but the re- the reason that they're doing this is because, unfortunately, if you take a game, especially an unreleased game uh, like Borderlands Three, for example. And you have a bunch of people buy the game for what equates to forty nine ninety nine because apparently this worked with pre orders too. How the fuck? I have no idea. Uh, but yeah, um, that's how much the product is worth <laughs> at that point when you when you do it that way. So the reason why that typically partnerships are made with publishers and developers when you are doing sales is because they're the ones that they they don't want to you know devalue their product because of something arbitrary that you are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So because then if someone's like, well, you know, well, someone, you know, my friend got it for forty nine ninety nine, so I'm not paying fifty nine ninety nine for it. Yeah. Because my friend got it for forty nine ninety nine. Like that's that's the kind of shit. So Yeah, you can't do that before the game comes out. No, I don't <laughs> even know if you can do it when, I mean again, it's 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 just fucking wild that they didn't say anything about this. <laughs> that's the thing that's crazy. So <laughs> I, I guess I guess Epic's saying, "Hey, live and learn, and and we'll figure it out." But uh, well, they, I think they said that if it, whoever got the game for the ten dollars off, they still honored that. Yeah, apparently but anyone, they, but anyone that, that, but once yeah. they pulled the game, they're like, "Not nah, fuck that." Yeah, any, <laughs> any, anyone, anyone who picked up one of these games before they got pulled off the store, and there was several that did. Um, yeah, the the companies are still honoring the pricing. Um, but still, that's just it's kind of funny that they're just like, yeah, it's on sale, but we're not gonna we're not gonna partner up with anybody. We're just gonna do a fucking mega sale. Because I guess I guess they just looked at the Steam sale and just assumed that that exists inside of a vacuum. Yeah, well, that's how this works, huh? You just you just flat bam, just reduce prices and 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 don't have to think about anything else. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, tweet from Randy Pitchford uh, to Epic. I don't know why you guys would try to fuck me on this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god that fucking dude <laughs> quite frankly i'm surprised they honored it to uh the people that uh were able were were, were quick to the people that were quick man why are you guys trying to fuck me with this clickbait sale that you guys have <laughs> <laughs> totally unfair now I'm gonna to to put microtransactions in the game, but I said I wouldn't <laughs> <laughs> to make ten dollars back. So, uh, finally, uh, a, a bit of big news in the gaming world that doesn't 
really move our needle, I don't think, too much. Minecraft is entering into the AR space uh, with Minecraft Earth, which is coming to beta later this year. Um, there's a big, long article that we have linked in our show notes, and you guys can look at that if you'd like to, because I'm, I'm not going through this whole fucking thing, because it's, fu- it's, it's AR Minecraft, basically. Um, so, yay. Like, you'll be able to find mines at places where you're just walking around. So my question for you guys is, do you think that AR Minecraft has the potential to be the phenomenon that Pokemon Go was when Pokemon Go came out? You know what? What? <laughs> what do you do? You just you just you just, just walking around and, 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 like and, Minecraft and look at shit. Characters just walking around your neighborhood and yeah. on your phone. Yeah. You can see like building. I'm assuming you can also make your own shit as well. One would assume it is Minecraft, so I would assume you'd be able to build your own constructs uh in the world around you. Um Yeah. And then do what? Let yeah, that's check it out. I guess, like, I'm assuming that I'm assuming that stuff that you build will remain persistent in the world. What's going to prevent me from just knocking it down? I don't know. <laughs> because yeah, that's not what's like, it's not like you're collecting anything like fucking Pokemon. You just right, like there's a there's a hook looking at blocks. Um, with the steeple on top of my house. Look at that. Look at that through my phone. Okay. Whatever, go to go to school, nigga. Like what? <laughs> but but Terrence, there'll be mines. You can go into you can go into mines that are just around you and and mine for ore in your basement. Sure, why not? Why not? You're just <laughs> stupid. I mean, I don't know what. Look, my, look. I I uh, if you would have told me about Pokemon Go, I, I I didn't. I wouldn't think that it would have been as big as it was. Um, because I don't, you know, follow that fandom. I, I don't follow Minecraft's fandom either, but I'm told that it's still pretty big. Well, so there was a good point, and I, I think this was made, I want to correctly attribute credit. I think when I was listening to Kind of Funny Games Daily when this story came up, they talked about the fact that the thing, the thing Pokemon had an advantage of is they had had, like, literally two to three generations of people that had been playing Pokemon at that point, who dreamed of having something like Pokemon Go, where you could literally go out into the world and be a Pokemon trainer yeah. and catch Pokemon and battle Pokemon and, and do what they do in the game, basically. Yeah. Um, whereas I with Minecraft, like I, I don't know of any kid that's just like, man, wouldn't Minecraft be cool if I could do Minecraft in, in the real world? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I like I don't I don't see the same hook there. Now I'm sure that we are all incredibly wrong. And this game will sell, or well, it's not going to cost anything to play, but it, I'm sure they'll make a fucking ass ton of money through microtransactions and shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't seem to have the same wow factor to me as like Pokemon Go. Like you can you can also like collaborate with people. So like if you're in the same space with multiple people, like you can collaborate on builds together or stuff like that. So plus, you know, Minecraft doesn't have the same like. It doesn't have the same, like, how is, how is Elizabeth Warren going to tell people to Minecraft go to the polls? <laughs> like, it doesn't, it, it doesn't work. <laughs> good, good. That's, 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 that's a good thing that she won't be able to gleam on to whatever the latest video game crazy <laughs> out there in the world. 
So not not upset about that. <laughs> like I just want to see how it works and what the what like what are you gonna do with it? Like what is the outcome? Like what are you what what enjoyment are you going to get out of walking around your 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 neighborhood seeing Minecraft blocks in the street or on the sidewalk? I, I don't get it. Phones aren't that big. I mean, what do you what enjoyment do you get out of Minecraft? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm assuming it's whatever enjoyment you get out of Minecraft is what you're gonna get out of, you know, Minecraft mobile. Uh, no, but it's not Minecraft mobile. All right, Minecraft augmented reality. It, it, it just doesn't make I don't get it. Whatever. Like we'll see. It just doesn't seem like a viable thing to me. But then again. Fortnite is like the biggest game in the world, and I don't get that either. Yeah, so but there's, but there's but there's a point to Fortnite, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see the point to the game. You're right. I don't. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't see a fucking point. Well, Terrence, good news. Uh, part of this announcement apparently is that Minecon is coming back in September. So perhaps you can go and be that's like the field course to Minecon. I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> so now nah, I'm good. Oh my God! Wow! I, um, <laughs> and and, consi- and considering the uh, the controversy lately with Notch, yeah, you know, pretty good, uh, pretty good, uh, pretty good joke. Good joke. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so look, that's that's not the only place on the TNP Studios network where Terrence gets to make jokes. If you are not a premium member, uh, you can go to densepixels.com slash premium today. Sign up for just five dollars a month or fifty dollars for the entire year to get access to our premium slate of shows. Uh, A recent episode, No Time to Bleed, has been resurrected from the dead. Uh, And you guys tackled the uh, very (laughs) lighthearted Rambo 4 this past week under the suggestion of Terrence. (laughs) Look, look. Look. It's a great episode. Hey, the challenge challenge was laid. Can we, can uh, No Time to Bleed get a hilarious, uh, typically hilarious episode out of really, really fucking heavy and sad subject material? Uh, you'll have to tune in to find out. Again, densepixels.com slash premium. Uh, don't forget to follow all the TNP Studio Network shows on whatever app you use to get podcasts. Uh, subscribe to us. Subscribe to The Nerdpocalypse, Black on Black Cinema, and Coming Distractions. Again, on whatever app that you listen to podcasts on. And of course, don't forget to go to youtube.com slash densepixels. Subscribe on the channel and ring the bell icon. We release this podcast in video format every single week. Uh, whenever I do live streams, seldom though that may be, it is through the Dense Pixels YouTube channel, and there's a few other things up there as well. So again, youtube.com slash Dense Pixels. Uh, the biggest story this week that I wanted to talk about, of course, uh, was the announcement that Sony and Microsoft are teaming up on cloud gaming um, that they just announced this past uh, this past Wednesday. Now, there's a lot of immediate internet speculation that rose when this announcement was made. Uh, it was a dual statement by both companies. Uh, and you have uh, Kenichiro Yoshida and Satya Nadella, which are the two CEOs of the company. They tweeted, they sent a picture of them shaking hands in this press release. Um, a lot of people were saying, oh my god, the one console futures coming, Sony and Microsoft are teaming up. No, that's not no. at all. <laughs> so, long story short, uh, you guys that have been with the show for a long time that have followed the gaming news know that Sony bought a company called Gaikai 
to assist with their streaming services. They figured streaming would be a big deal uh, down the pipe, and they did this a few years ago. That, of course, led to the creation of PlayStation Now. Uh, and PlayStation Now, not the best streaming platform for if you talk to people that have used it in the past. Uh, it's a little inconsistent. Performance is not great. And as, prob- as much of a problem as Microsoft has had this console generation, uh, one area that they are clearly dominating in is cloud performance uh, with their Microsoft Azure uh, cloud streaming services that they provide. Speaking of which, that's what actually that's actually what um that that Minecraft augmented reality thing is going to be using. There you go. Yeah. So case in point, um, the cool thing is that Sony is like, well, why the fuck are we going to sit here and bash our heads against the wall and fuck this shit up constantly when we can just pay the company that's doing it the best? To just do it for us. <laughs> so they're like, cool, we're gonna we're gonna contract Microsoft to use Azure for streaming services. Okay. Yeah. Seems uh, smart. Yes, yeah, so this was a smart business. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I what I attribute this to though is kind of I, I I feel like that Sony especially and maybe Microsoft to a lesser extent is a little bit shook uh, by Google Stadia and whatever Amazon potentially might have coming down the road as well. Hmm. What do you guys think about this? Do you think they're... Th- well, I guess... Yeah, I guess I, I didn't think of... Uh, I didn't think of... I totally forgot about Stadia. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> but uh, clearly they didn't. Um, yeah, I, I guess you're... I guess you're right. Um, because I don't really see them kind of entering this space for, uh, you know, out of the goodness of the gamers, right? Like, like, nor, nor do they, nor do they want to give Microsoft money. Right. Right. So uh, yeah, maybe that, uh, maybe that is it. Um, yeah. Wow. Damn. I, I'm, I'm mad. I didn't think of that. Terrence, I don't know. <laughs> like, I like streaming again. Uh, streaming games, like, like it's not. You, you have to have the right. You gotta. You gotta have the speed. We don't. We don't have the infrastructure for it. Yo. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's my big. That's my thing. Like I, Azure, whatever. I don't care. Like I, I'm unless I have Google Fiber, I'm not gonna be able to do it consistently. And and like, no, you can. You can. Me. You have fibers, don't you? I have, yeah, but it's not. I don't have the, uh, like I don't have the. I have to upgrade my tier. Oh, but still, like I don't. I'd rather not. <laughs> like I don't trust it. <laughs> I don't trust. It. So anything it, could happen. So if uh, I'm like losing a, that's a game and it's not my fault. Yeah, you're gonna be playing a bunch of single player games. Is what you're gonna be doing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> So speculative now, obviously, if if Sony decides to incorporate this into their current implementation of PlayStation Now, um, does that all of a sudden make the service more attractive or appealing to you guys? Or you know, it would make it more appealing if they knock $10 off of that motherfucker. Hey, you're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, I might get it. If, if it was $10, I might use it now. But like 20 bucks a month? No, nigga, nah. Don't, like, first of all, my system, it's not, it's not uh, consistent enough, and it's $20. Oh, thank you. Yeah. 
so yeah, if, if Azure actually makes it better, if the streaming is better through that, again, I don't even know anybody that had that that uses PS now, PlayStation now. To Do be you? fair, I don't either. I don't. I don't know. I certainly. I did, I did the seven not. day. I did the seven day trial. And I'm like, nope. Do you know what I did it for? I did. I I did my trial because when Borderlands: The Handsome Collection was coming out, I I did it only to see if I could use the streaming Borderlands two to upload my save data from my PS3 and then <laughs> upload that so that I could copy it over to to the Handsome Collection when it came out, and I could not. So so, so I was like, well, fuck this. Yeah, that was the extent yeah. of my trial of PlayStation Now. How was the performance of PlayStation Now? Oh, when this was this was years ago. It wouldn't even be fair to fair to uh like, to pass judgment on it honestly i did it like maybe three months ago and um i played three games i played that um the like ninja gaiden yaiba or whatever yeah played melty blood and something else the fighting game absolutely not no <laughs> i'm not playing like a five frame delay in single player nah yo uh yaiba was there was a slight delay. It was maybe like a half a second. Yeah, but that's and a character game. action game, man. Like, yeah, I'm like, nah. You need, you need, you need and my, and my internet isn't the worst, so I was like, no. Mm-mm. This is not good. And for $20, it's not worth it. It isn't. I know, I know there's like 400 games on there now or some shit like that. It's not worth it. But game, game Pass worked very well for you, did it not? No, Game Pass, you download the game. It's not streaming. Oh, shit, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah you just like, apparently Game Pass is knocking it out of the park. Hmm. Because they're like putting games on there and that you wouldn't like they have um uh what's that game? It's first person shooter. Uh Wolfenstein 2 is on there now. Mm-hmm. Like third party people are putting their shit on there. Hmm. So and that's what, nine ninety nine a month? <laughs> or like sixty bucks a year. Oh, you know what, you dude? While, while while we're on this game pass uh thing, allow me to have a brief tangent. And that I, to members of the group, here's here's what I'll say to you. I I love our community. The game, the densepixels.com slash fans uh, is a fantastic group, uh, and I appreciate all that you guys keep posting in there. But please do not share stories that have terrible clickbait headlines in them from one particular website that I loathe uh, more than any others. So the, the Anthem story that went up, is people were like EA thinking Yo. about making Anthem free to play. And I was like, interesting. So I click on the story and what the story was actually about was EA contemplating putting Anthem on the EA game pass service ahead of the normal six month delay uh, that they normally do for the EA game pass service. That is not the same thing as free to play because you pay for EA games pass, but yeah. it's like five bucks. It may be. It's not free. <laughs> it's not like I could go it's into the PlayStation free. store and download Anthem if I never had it before and just start playing it for free. That's who, not the same thing. Who wrote that article? Randy Pitchford? <laughs> you don't know what like like free to play has a certain connotation, right? Like uh, we all know what free to play right. is. You know what I mean? Like it's not nah yo let's just let's like saying <laughs> wolfenstein wolfenstein is free to play if you have game pass right so, like nah yo no. that's not the same thing <laughs> so again it's like i said share the news but do it from a give, give your clicks to a website that deserves them 
and not that are that that are prone to writing shitty, inaccurate clickbait headlines. I, I read that article. That article was full of what ifs and if this, then that. Like it was full of just like mathematical functions. <laughs> just if this happens, then this might happen. And if this happens, then that might happen. Like, yo, get out of here, man. <laughs> like I said, don't don't let facts get in the way of a good narrative, I guess. So Jesus Christ. Uh. I was really angry that I clicked on that article too. So, so <laughs> mad. So mad. Once I, started. I, was, I was like, man, I was like, I'm looking at the website. Mm, I know that they're full shit in the past, but I got to read the story. And I immediately regretted it. Upon reading. I should have known better. Should have trusted my instincts. So. Terrence, you're up. Oh, right. Uh, apparently, the Division 2's first read was impossible for console <laughs> players when it first came out. Um, yeah, I read the article. What was it, Saturday? That, mm-hmm. uh, that article came out. But since then, uh, people have already beat it. So it's no two two teams have beaten it since then. That's still really fucking low. It is <laughs> to be honest with you. Like that, there had to be like a coordinated SEAL Team Six effort. Um, <clears throat> what was the issue? Yeah, the article basically says raids are meant to be hard. Uh, well, basically, from what I read, the like when you do raids in, in other games, um. Your your equipment level has to be at a certain point. Has to be high enough to 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 like beat a raid. In this one in particular, though, the equipment level is like what five hundred. Yeah, which which is the maximum gear score you get. The, the maximum gear score that you can obtain right now is five hundred. Essentially, you have to be at five hundred. Like if you're if you're any lower than that, don't bother. But also, you have to be you have, all of your skills have to be in like DPS, which is essentially what this game is at this point. Like DPS is king. In um, Division Two, but the way the game is designed, they were saying on PC, like you have more, you have more um, fine aim in PC. Like you can turn around quicker. Well, PC mouse and keyboard, your your aim is always better. But the way that the the rate is designed, um, like enemies are coming at you from all sides and kind of hard to turn around, and like they can drop you in like one. And not one hit, but like one volley of shots, and then some of the some of the bosses were really fucking hard to take down. But you can't really overpower. You can't over level your characters. It's like everybody in the raid is at five hundred, and you're at five hundred, so everything's even. Um, and people were like, uh, the way the like mouse and keyboard is again, it's, you can aim a lot better, but a, a controller itself is kind of hard. <laughs> to aim well, and, and that, enemies and, and things to like that, that point. So, and you guys played the first division, so you'll know yeah. what they're talking about here. Is that certain bosses had like, like target points on their chest, right? That yeah. you, that you had to shoot them before they could heal, and it was apparently so difficult to fucking hit that shit. Like people on console were having trouble getting past the first boss. Yeah, the raid, which they, is they had a, a level check. They had a YouTube. They have a YouTube video of this of this team. It took them like ten minutes to beat the first boss, and they just barely did it <laughs> because they, yeah. at one point they got to a point where the boss was about to heal himself again, but they they got it like at the last second, and they were able to take his shields down to 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 drop him, and that was the first boss. And I don't know how many bosses are in the raid. I like three or four. Four, four encounters total. Yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm all for like difficulty, but oh, and, you and have again, to. And again, remember, it's an eight person raid, so you have to find seven friends that are also yeah. max level 
and fucking gear builds to the you know DPS builds to the max. Yeah, and they don't do matchmaking for raids. No, which that which I mean, thank God apparently <laughs> yeah. it's fucking difficult <laughs> as it was. So essentially, you have to roll with the crew that you've rolled with, like, or you got to find a crew. So I, I, I guess it's kind of like Destiny, but Destiny's only four, right? Six, it's six, which is fucking hard as it is. Believe me, to fucking yeah. find five other people that are capable of putting the time in and, and have the ability to clear the raid. I can't even fucking imagine eight people fighting eight people. I mean, right. it's not like you got puzzles because essentially puzzles in this game, just hitting a button like Reddit. Reddit was fucking losing it. Apparently like they like they were even fucking calling out the developers. Like you show us a video of you guys beating it on console because shit is impossible. <laughs> but it since has been done. I mean, again, only two teams that's still God damn. So apparently so two on PS4 and four on Xbox have beaten it as of now. Essentially. Okay. Uh, on PC, meanwhile, they're down to beating it in 30 minutes, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I mean, so they, they put themselves in, in, in a rock and a hard place, right? So with the with the raid, you have two ways you can do it. Either you can raise, you, you can keep it at the level that players are maxed at, but all then raise the maximum level. And they didn't want to do that because they didn't want people to have these builds that they spent hours and hours and hours farming for. To just all of a sudden be fucking worthless now that you you know you've tacked on fifteen points to your maximum score, so that's one way that you can do it. Uh, the other way you can do it is to drop the power level of the raid to like four eighty five if everyone's max five hundred. But then if you're five hundred, you're just gonna fucking roll through like it's no big deal, right? So they, they by by doing basically by waiting so long to do the raid, and to be clear, like Destiny for comparison's sake, uh, puts their raids out no more than a week. Of, of a new expansion coming out or of the game releasing uh, with the next season that's coming out. They're going to have the raid available six hours after the, the new uh, season starts for destiny, for example. Jesus. So the, the downside of waiting so long is you put yourself in a rock and a hard place where it feels like you have to do one of those two things. Um, the thing that gets me with the divisions raid is, and, and again, I'm ignorant here and people that play the division, maybe could explain to me why people want to do this in destiny which is my basis, my frame of reference, the raid is the most efficient way to gear up characters because the raid is not usually a max level activity, but you're guaranteed, you know, powerful gear to drop during and after. Yeah, there's a reason to do it. Right. right. In Division, it seems like the reason for doing the raid is just to do the raid. Right, because the raid, because when you beat a boss in a raid, they just drop 500 gear, but you're already at 500. Right, so... like Unless, I, you get, unless you're going to drop an exotic in a fucking... Right, if, it's, if, it, if there's, like, exclusive raid weapons or stuff like that, okay, yeah. cool, I get that, but at the same time, what's the fucking point of that? Because, again, if, if Division 2 seems so focused on making these very specific builds that you want to get all gear that helps you make this build that specializes in, I guess, DPS, because that's the only thing that's worth the day of fucking doing. Don't make a skill build, because you're going to be fucking useless if you want to go to the raid. Um, I just don't see the purpose, other than other than to do it. You know what I mean? So. I mean. They'll figure it out. I mean, this is this is their first shot at, at something like this, so. They had a couple raids in the second game, in the first game. They had, they had what, I, what were they called? Incursions in the first game? I'm like that. Yeah, they they full bore. <laughs> yeah, but those weren't full bore like raids like this is. I don't think. Mm. Unless I'm wrong, but I but people when they announced that they were doing like legit raids, people seemed pretty excited. 
that, no. that makes me think that they were different than yeah i think they were different because i remember that announcement where he was like eight person raids and everybody lost their shit <laughs> so but yeah so yeah if you yeah, wonder what you get for beating it i don't know well he's got cosmetic at this point right if, if you, all your shit is the same goddamn level as you already have yeah they're in a weird they seem to be in a weird place right now the game's been out for two months i mean like i said this raid just released when is the next bit of like new content coming for that game? I don't know. Hmm. Like I said, I'm ignorant to division because I don't play it, so I can't really speak with any expertise. I know there's a couple people in the fan group that play, so maybe you guys can educate us as to uh, what's keeping you in division two at this point, two months in. And especially because because the and, and the other problem too with the raid is that the people that have the builds to do this, these are the people that have put in like 200 hours into the game in the first two months. I can't see if you're, you know, Joe Schmo gamer that maybe got to, you know, max level, but you haven't had time to farm like that. Are you ever going to yeah. be able to touch this until the gear score increases? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this was on sale this week. I was this close to buying it, knowing that I don't like this. Franchise. Yeah, it was an Ubisoft sale. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was like 40 bucks. I'm sure, I'm sure you are glad you didn't. So. I'm real glad you didn't. So we turn to uh, the post office. Uh, we ask you guys to give us some gaming questions. We'll answer a few on the show this week. Um, not a gaming question, but I'll let you guys answer this question because I have no frame of reference to this. Johnny asks, why is Joe Budden always so goddamn mad? <laughs> I don't know who Joe Budden is, honestly. <laughs> Because he's a uh, he's a rapper turned uh, podcaster. Oh, okay. Hey, apparently, does he yell a lot? I guess he does. Yeah, he does. He kind of <laughs> sounds like this, and it's it's a voice that you wouldn't expect to come out of. Yeah, kind of out of his mouth. mouth. It's fucking wild. Um, he's old. No, he's not even old. Really, he's just uh, uh, he's not that old. He's, he's, <laughs> he's like he's thirty eight, no thirty nine or something like that. Um. Uh, you know, you know why he's angry. You know why he's angry because because people like that shit. <laughs> like that's all it is. Oh, by the way, if you if you want to see a very angry rant that actually was uh, performance art in the best way, uh, go watch Stephen A. Smith's rant the the morning after the Knicks. Yeah, the Knicks. Yo, yeah. I was <laughs> laughing my ass off. What do we get? What do the Knicks get? Like, oh my right. God, son. Get out of the hallway. And I don't even want to talk to him. <laughs> it's my, it's worth seeking out there. It's, it's a funny it's on YouTube. A, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. It's a funny. It, like, I, I fucking hate Stephen A. Smith, but that shit was fucking hilarious. That shit was funny. I'm not going to lie. That shit was funny. Yeah, well, that's what the fucking New Yorkers get, yo. Yeah. <laughs> You're not entitled to the number one pick. It's a, it's a lottery. <laughs> Come on, yo. <laughs> what about the Knicks? What about the Knicks? <laughs> Like, all right, no, but yeah. Joe Budden, he's just um, he's he's a rapper, um, and all these trash ass rappers are now they suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know why? So it was kind of like, what the fuck? He's a he's a he's a two name guy, Joe Budden, real name, no gimmicks, and and <laughs> now we got you know little Uzi Squirt and and schoolboy q and 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 blicky 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 that guy and and Ew. and uh you know all, all uh, ten, t- tentacle 
flex or whatever. Like, like just <laughs> all, all the names you just mentioned could have been completely made up, and I would still believe that they were real people. So. <laughs> I mean, I'm halfway there. I'm, I'm yeah, butchering yeah, some yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not butchering them by much, though. <laughs> Uh, Brian asks you to go into therapy for that. For that. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, Brian asks a question that uh, he says he's not sure if it's ever been addressed. Uh, I don't think it has. What is the one game or series that you look at and say, I can't believe that I never got into that? That I never got into it? Yeah. See, that's a tough question for Mike. He buys everything. I mean, I, I like to try stuff, but, um, uh, you know, um, um, any RTS, any one of them. Um, no, I've played, man. I've played Starcraft, uh, and Starcraft two. I just, I just I, my brain is too stupid. And I played, um, the, the civilization six, right? Those were stripped down versions of civilization. If I recall, right? Like yeah. they were simpler Civ versions. Revolution. <laughs> yeah. Civ revolution. Yeah. I yeah. just, I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. And I, everybody says, everybody says that these games are just the bee's knees, man. Like I can, I can do like um, RPG style, you know, grid based strategy games, but not like real time strategy games. Like, because I get too focused on trying to build this thing, right? And then, oh yeah, the, the Zerg are coming. Like, oh well, oops. I should probably send some people to do that, and then this doesn't get done. I just never got into it. Me, I don't think I could answer that because I like what I like, and I can see something like, "No, nah, I'm not gonna." Now, if I if I try something, I'm like, "Oh, that's kind of cool," then that's fine. But I never looked at something in the past and be like, "I really wish I would have played that." Nah, because if I would have, if I wanted to, I would have. Yeah. So, nah, there's really not much. There's really nothing. Or any kind of series or anything like that. Um, for for me, I think it's World of Warcraft because it came along at a time that I would have been very susceptible to getting that kind of game. The only thing that kept me from it is that it was on PC and I didn't own a computer <laughs> that was good enough to play it. So it didn't even uh, it didn't even cross my my state of mind. Uh, but I had a couple friends that played it. They all fucking swore by it. Plus, I also at that time would not have been able to wrap my head around paying a monthly subscription fee to play a video game. <laughs> I'm still not wrapping my head around that. Like on top of like this is 15 bucks a month, right? It is still. Yep. <laughs> you have to pay an initial fee for it, right? Uh, yeah. not, no, not, not anymore. You download it and it's $15 a month. Yeah, they have, they have a basic edition uh, that is you get like 80% of what's released so far. And then the only stuff you have to pay for is whatever the most recent expansion is. Expansion, yeah, yeah. So you're paying fifteen bucks to keep a character on the servers, pretty much. Yeah. No thanks. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> like, nah. Uh, Ricky asks, "How is the zero-hour mission in Destiny 2? I would not know, sir, because uh, I have been lapsed for the past month or so. I need to get back into it though, because the season's about to end, and I need to still get the fucking the fucking recluse. And I do want to get that uh, the outbreak perfected, so I gotta. I mean, I missed a golden opportunity to hit max level this week too because Iron Banner was going on, and I could have just fucking take it, take care of that. Um, Amir says, "What is another hobby or passion of yours that is not video games or podcasting?" Um, I mean, I'll go first just because most people know mine because that's all fucking contained within the network. Uh, board games and watches. 
and check out Tabletop for Two and the Budding Watch Enthusiast. So. Uh, drawing. I like to draw. I haven't done it in about 20 years, but um, <laughs> I'm looking to... I'm looking to rectify it. I used to be pretty good, man. I used to be pretty good. So now I have to see yeah. how I have it. 20 years? Yeah, man. It's been I haven't damn. I haven't drawn anything. I haven't well no, not 20 years. It's been 20 years since I've like actively been drawing. Yeah. But it's probably been when did uh when did I graduate college? 20 years. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, just about <laughs> twenty years, like seventeen. Last um, time I was, last time I drew something, um, was like two thousand four, and and look, I got my, I got my pens, and I got my pencils and shit. Like I'm, I'm fucking, I'm fucking ready, man. I'm, I'm gonna fucking, I'm gonna get back into it, and uh, and then I'm gonna post, uh, I'm gonna post it online, and then I'm gonna cry. Uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna post it online with the caption. Keep in mind that I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. <laughs> <laughs> pastimes uh, besides video games. Ugh, that's a good question. Um, <clears throat> I'm boring. Um, I don't play any. I don't play sports anymore. <sighs> shit. Passion. I don't really have any. That's hard to believe. You no know hobbies outside of video games? Nah. Not that, really. That just tells me Terrence in this weird shit that he doesn't want to talk about. On the yeah, that's what that is. No, seriously. I'm not, I don't, <laughs> no, 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 seriously, seriously. <laughs> nah, no, no, I'm, I'm not really protesting too much. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. I'm boring. I watch, I watch movies. It's not a hobby, though. Yeah, you're a documentarian. Yeah, sure, why not? Like, what? You're a documentary watch. Yeah, we'll go with that. I wish I had more time to watch documentaries because that's the most ex- <laughs> that's the best films that I like watching anymore nowadays. Yeah. Uh, the- I'm watching the the case against Adnan right now <laughs> on, on HBO, <laughs> and I've already already know the case, but it's it's interesting watching it visually, and all the people that were on the the, the podcast are actually like you can see faces now. Ah. It's very strange. So are they just redoing serial or just expanding? No, on no. Well, they're okay. they're expanding on it. Like they he uh, he had a retrial and or he they they redid his case in 2016. I don't know if he's going to have a retrial or not. I don't remember how that ended, but I I think that the actual documentary is going to tell us how that had ended because uh, it just came out like two months ago. So uh, Eric- it's weird having them walk around, like drive around like. Um, uh, Woodlawn, you're familiar with the area. Yeah. Leakin Park. I'm like, yo, I was just down there yesterday. That's weird. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, Eric asks, with all the latest nerfs coming to Destiny 2, do you feel Bungie's taking steps backwards or is it just the fan base overreacting? Are you guys privy to this information, by the way? No, I've, I've been out of the Destiny loop for months. So they are nerfing a lot of exotic weapons and armor. Um, most notably... Ace of Spades is getting a mild nerf. Whisper the Worm is getting a pretty serious nerf. Um, the re- the regenerating super armor pieces are all getting nerfed pretty hard when the new season drops because Bungie says the, the problem that they are running into is those in high-level activities, those items were pretty much becoming like must-picks. 
And they were literally having to design encounters around the fact that they knew people would be using those specific uh, weapons and armor. <laughs> and so they want to, they want to, and it, it, it's not a case of you can just make everything just more powerful because then power creep becomes a problem that you, that you have to address. So they just took these things that are, you know, sweeping, you know, uh, sleepers also getting another nerf and, and there's a few other ones as well, but they just took these things that are just getting used like constantly and just knocking them down a peg. Um, as someone who uses Orpheus rigs uh, very liberally in high-level encounters, uh, this is going to affect me pretty greatly as well. <laughs> and it's kind of a bummer. Um, that being said, it's always fan base overreaction. Yeah. Nobody likes change, man. Nobody. And right. no, no matter how big or small, how, no matter how important or inconsequential, nobody likes change. Uh, until they do, until they do, until they get used to it, and then they get used to the change, and then they start exploiting it, and then it's like, oh well, now we got to change it again. What? Why are you? Why are you changing this thing that I've always loved from the beginning? Like, all right, yo, right, and and the thing, like the thing they made, especially with the armor pieces specifically, is they made the point that the most powerful source of your super is supposed to come from orb generation by your teammates. But like these super regen items were so good that pe- people were basically just chain like just like like with Orpheus rig, if you were using the 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 hold tether, you would basically just get your super right back. Like if you if you popped it into a crowd of enemies like like on the on yeah. the on the most recent raid, there are like when you first walk into the second encounter, there's just a big group followed by a big group, followed by a big group of enemies. And you can literally just drop drop a rig, all the first group of enemies is tethered. Get to the second group, drop a tether, whole second group of enemies is tethered. Get to the third group, <laughs> drop it. Like it, it's, it's just like, that's just the strategy to do. It makes it really fucking easy. Yeah, like, come on, yo. Right, like, and, and, that's, then, and that's, breaking the, that's breaking what they're trying to, to do. And then people would complain that it's too easy. Like, I just, yeah. So, uh, Justin said, can we talk about a bit of breaking news? Now, listen, we, we just, I, I just got done praising Kotaku, but I said that I wanted to give the praise mostly to Jason Schreier and not as much to Kotaku. Here's why. Here's the headline <laughs> in this story that broke uh, right before we recorded the podcast. The headline states, Epic Game Store will block your account if you buy too many games too quickly. Now." When you read that headline, you would think, oh man, sounds pretty insidious. No, it turns out that it's just their fucking it's just their fucking fraud protection kicking in. Yeah. Basically. The same thing that happens when you go to Bank of America and they see, you know, four different purchases of a hundred dollars for gift cards. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> What's going on here? Right. And they freeze your card until you get a chance to sort that shit out. Yeah. Now it is the Epic Game Store's fault. I, I'm not saying that they're not at blame here. This is a situation that could easily be remedied if you had this very high-level fucking online shopping function called a shopping cart on your game <laughs> store. So again, it's not. It's not. I'm not saying that it, it's it's ridiculous to be upset about this. But again, a better headline would be Epic Game Store fraud protection may kick in if you buy too many games too quickly. 
Not Epic Game Store will block your account if you buy too many games too quickly. That's not the same thing. <laughs> so wait a minute. <clears throat> if you buy like five games, mm-hmm. they just well because you have to buy them because you have to buy them individually one at yeah, a time. Yeah, you have to buy them one at a time. Okay, because <laughs> they don't have a shopping cart option on the Epic Game Store yet. Coming oh. soon. Yeah, that's dumb. <laughs> that's really stupid. Like that should be like the first thing. Like everything has a shopping cart. <laughs> Not the Epic Game Store, Terrence. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be epic enough. Um, hmm. we will end with Malcolm uh, asking, and, and this is a non-gaming question, but it's fair. Uh, which outcome did you like better, Money in the Bank or Game of Thrones? I didn't so, see either one. <laughs> I, I um, the outcomes for both of them. I forgot <laughs> that Money in the Bank was yesterday. Oh, neat! So, I watched that before I watched Game of Thrones. So, so I um, well, now that the now that my wife, longtime Game of Thrones fan of six weeks ago, <laughs> is 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 wanted to watch it, we watched that. But I and I haven't got a chance to watch all of Money in the Bank, but I did get a chance to watch the last match. Mm. Um. Uh, at um, at um, at work today, and that match is that match is all of Game of Thrones in twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't lying, actually. <laughs> like you see all these people that you like, some you don't like, some you hate, but they're re- but they're being really good, right? Like Baron Corbin, fucking explode. Exp- through a table, uh, uh, what's his name? Through a table, right? Like, all this shit is really good, right? Then all of a sudden, there's just a wait, what? Huh? There's a swerve right at the end, and 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 um, and you know that the creators are just laughing at you, like that's Game <laughs> of Thrones. Uh, I was completely whelmed with Game of Thrones. I, you know, I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I thought it was. Fine, pretty standard as far as a season, a series finale goes. You know, it's kind of like it's the come down. The penultimate episode is where all the shit happens, and then you know, the last episode is usually the come down. Um, but um, and look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shit on people who didn't like it. Like if you if you didn't like it, I get it because the storytelling this year was just like. Wrap it up, B. We we gotta go. See, I I thought I thought the Game of Thrones ending was actually good. I thought that to to use wrestling parlance, uh, they had booked themselves into a corner quite a bit, and I think yeah. I think that they resolved it uh, in a way that is it was as satisfying as you could have hoped for from that series, uh, especially with like Micah said the the how how uneven this whole season eight has been yeah. so far. Mm-hmm. Um, Spoilers for Game of Thrones, if for some reason you haven't watched it yet, but we're past the 24-hour moratorium, so fuck off. Skip ahead two minutes if you can't hear it. Um, uh, the, the, the justification for why they picked Bran uh, was correct to be, to be the king. So I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, he's essentially a robot that can see into the future. Like, right. He doesn't have emotions, and he, can, and he has like 
your fucking Thundercat sight beyond sight. And right. And then and then John and then John Snow basically forced to, for lack of a better term, be a martyr for the greater good is in line with the character that they crafted for him throughout eight seasons. Look, it he had the exact same ending that Vic Mackey had at the end of the shield. Vic Mackey uh was this fucking badass like cop right and the one thing he hated was being behind a desk they got into some fucking crooked ass shit throughout the entire series and instead of losing his job he got a desk job it's the worst thing for him to happen right like essentially uh brian told Jon snow that he has to be a security guard at a dead mole and it's like Okay, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do now? And then I, you know, different people interpret the the very the the last part of the episode differently. Look, I thought he took the wildlings and was like, "Yo, I'm cool with y'all. Can I go hang out with y'all forever?" And and they were like, "Yeah, come on, bro." And See, then, I, thought he, I thought he was just helping. I thought he was just helping them find their way. Find oh, their way I've, back I've, into the wilds. Who knows? It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Because give, give me give me the Arya Stark adventure series, and then we'll go from there. So there you go. That's what I want. Um, now, Money in the Bank, on the other hand, people groaned loudly <laughs> when this could happen. And that's an understatement. <laughs> Fucking Brock Lesnar coming in, so, so shock. So first of all, I had to say this: we bitch all the time about WWE doing the obvious thing all the time. Nobody fucking expected Brock Lesnar to show up. Yeah, and, but, fucking, uh, and fucking grab that briefcase last night. But uh, you know, I well, wouldn't. By I the wouldn't, way, the scuttlebutt, if you believe the dirt sheets, the wrestlers in the match didn't even know that Brock Lesnar was coming out to grab the briefcase. They they knew that the person who was going to win wasn't in the match. They knew that much that none of them were going to win, but they didn't know who was going to win. Oh, I believe. You know what? I believe that. <laughs> so, I, I so, so when Mustafa that. Ali hears, uh, as Mustafa Ali's getting ready to grab the, sorry, when Ali's getting ready to grab the briefcase, and and you see the shocked look on his face when you hear Brock Lesnar's music, apparently that was legit. Yeah, I believe it. So, and that was the same look that Malcolm had on his face. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I will say is Brock Lesnar having the Money in the Bank briefcase is actually very interesting. Especially for a guy that doesn't show up on television ever. You know what I mean? So, like, with him, you're not going to get, like, the false cash-ins, I don't think. But he will just appear out of nowhere, essentially. However, they do owe us an explanation as to how this is allowed to happen. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, come on, yo. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, people were so pissed online, man. Like, I can't... it's hilarious to me. Um, but yeah, yeah. So when is uh when is the Saudi Arabia showdown or whatever? Uh, June that? something. I, I I don't watch that one out of out of. I don't. Yeah, I don't so. watch that one. But something tells me it, that's a reason to get Brock Lesnar, you know, over there, right? Like, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I won't be watching that one. Terrence, which did you prefer as being being a being a since day one Game of Thrones fan that you are. I don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I know you don't. That's why I like, look, I I'm just laughing at the at the the vastly different responses. People are like this was a perfect ending. Some people were like this was the worst ending I've seen in in, in TV history. I'm like Was relax. it though? Was like, it the relax. worst ending you've like, ever relax. seen in TV history? 
I, don't, I, don't, I don't know that it was. I, I, like at this point, I, look again. I don't watch it. Like I've been upset by by series finales. I'm like, well, that sucked, and I just move on. But our petitions going up for them to rewrite season eight. Like, shut up, dude. Like I said, fan, fan entitlement <laughs> is a hell of a thing. It's a hell of a thing. This is why nerves got picked on, yo. Because you want you want to have you want to have uh, petitions signed to to redo. Like, like, do you think them actors give a damn about you, yo? They don't. They ready to go to you. I, I I think fan entitlement might, and you guys could you guys could fucking check me down on this because I'll deserve it. I think it might exist on a tier above white privilege in terms of entitlement. <laughs> Let's I not think get it's too crazy. I mean, I think it's I think it's a deadly combination. I think that. Oh is, no, yeah, the two the two the two things combined are is yeah. unstoppable force. I think that is the I think that is a recipe for the greatest slash worst heel tag team of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Their, their tandem special move is the all lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! This question went into a delightful direction. And I'm here for it. <laughs> so that that is it for us this week. Thank you guys for for posting your questions uh, in the post office thread. Uh, if you would like to be in on the action, whenever we do the post office, you have to be part of our fan group. It's densepixels.com/fans. You're gonna want to be in there anyway. Trust me. Uh, all sorts of discussion going on in there every single day around all things gaming and pro wrestling. Uh, make sure to follow us on social media. Search out at Dense Pixels. Again, whatever app you use to play podcasts, subscribe to the show as well as all the other TNP Studio shows. Uh, go to youtube.com slash Dense Pixels and subscribe to us there. Follow Terrence on Twitter at Apparition410. Follow Carrie. Sorry, Twitter. Follow Terrence on Twitch at Apparition410. You can follow him on Twitter too, but he doesn't tweet very much. Uh, follow no. Carrie on Twitch as well uh, at Sup It's Carrie. Uh, that's it. Thank you guys for listening and watching. We'll see you next week. See you. Take it easy.